We are pleased to be hosting this first opportunity for our candidates to share a podium and outline his or her values, vision, and views that will drive the agenda if selected the next leader. If you are a member in good standing of the PC Party of Ontario as of last Thursday, May 14th at 10 p.m., you have a vote to cast and a decision to make. To moderate today's event, we have Larry Stout, who has spent 48 years as a journalist working in print, radio, and television. He spent 23 years with CBC News reporting on national election and leadership contests, including the conventions that elected Pierre Trudeau and Jean Chrétien as Liberal leaders, Robert Stanfield and Brian Mulroney as Conservative leaders, and Tommy Douglas and Ed Broadbent as NDP leaders. You could say that Larry has perspective. Larry then joined CTV News in 1989 and in his post-retirement continues to provide them with professional development and training as well as occasional news anchoring. Please join me in welcoming Larry Stout who will capably drive, uh, guide us through today's proceedings. Over to you, Larry. Thank you very much, everyone, and I want you to know that I'm under 40. And if you believe that, you believe anything a journalist would tell you. <laughs> but it is a pleasure to be here today, and I must uh, admit that it does bring nostalgia to uh, my particular life because um, it did begin with uh, John Robarts uh, becoming the Premier of Ontario. I covered that for the first time. I was working for a radio station called CKEY. Some of you who are older will remember that station. It is now the Fan 590. Anyway, it's a very special event to uh, be able to uh, take part in, and uh, I am really, really looking forward to hearing what our uh, candidates have to say. Uh, over the years, I got to know so many of our uh, premiers in Ontario, John Robarts, and of course, Bill Davis, Frank Miller, uh, David Peterson, Bob Ray. And you know, the funny thing is, is that as a reporter, I think you tend to try to be as fair as you possibly can. Fairness is really what it's all about. And one of the things I discovered about the politicians with whom I had uh, uh, storylines was how fine they were. I think we've had terrific premiers of Ontario, beginning, at least from my perspective, with, uh, with John Robarts. And I'm sure that the uh, people here who are going to uh, hope to be the next Premier of Ontario will also have that kind of, of real attitude to, toward serving the people and the province of Ontario. So let's begin now uh, to uh, hear from these uh, people. I think, do they have eight minutes or is it ten minutes? Some, it's eight minutes, I thought so. Okay, and somebody is taking time. I don't have to take the hook out and take you off. Anyway, first of all to um, speak is Christine Elliott. Now, she is the MPP for Oshawa Whitby. Prior to her life in politics, she was a lawyer. She started her own law firm and practiced real estate and corporate law. She is a wife of our federal finance minister, Jim Flaherty, and the mother of three 18-year-old boys, triplets. And I'm going to sit next to her tonight, or today rather, and figure out how she can do it all. 
but she's obviously done very, very well, and it's a pleasure to introduce you to Christine Elliott. Thank you very much, Larry. Ladies and gentlemen, officers of the Empire and Canadian Clubs and members of the PC Business Association, thank you for organizing this event and for inviting us to join you here today. My name is Christine Elliott. I'm an MPP, a mum to 18-year-old triplet sons, a professional, a small businesswoman, a community volunteer, and the last person in the world that Dalton McGuinty wants to become the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. For the next six weeks, we're going to have a debate in our party. It's one that, quite frankly, we need. It will be a debate about policy, about the direction of our party, about where we stand. Underlying it all, there's really only one question that matters. Who has the plan to beat the Liberals? Who can reach out and appeal to all those Ontarians who share our values but are, who are not traditional PC voters? Who is ready not just to lead but is ready to be Premier? As a longtime volunteer and MPP, I've always fought for the things we believe in. Lower taxes, smaller, more efficient government, the rule of law. I'm fighting for those things now. The tax burden on working families is too high and it's getting worse. Ontario families pay more in taxes than for food, shelter and clothing combined. The time for tinkering with the tax code is over. Extraordinary times demand bold measures. I will phase in a single rate flat tax where everyone, especially lower income families, will see their taxes go down. It's fair, it's simple, it works, and most importantly, it allows you to keep more of your own money to spend, save, or invest as you see fit. The federal EI program is unfair to Ontario. Ontarians who pay into EI during the good times should get benefits in the bad times, just like they were promised. If the federal government will not fix it, then we have no alternative but to take that responsibility ourselves and to create a Made in Ontario solution. I will make it easier for small businesses choking on red tape. I will stop the minimum wage increases and work week restrictions that are killing small businesses and hurting the poorest Ontarians. I will make sure that crime never pays and that the rights of victims always come ahead of the imagined rights of criminals. These values are part of our DNA as Conservatives, but I believe that there's another tradition too, one that we need to proudly reaffirm. Compassion is a part of the legacy of our great party, and it's deeply embedded in the people of Ontario. We have to make it easier for people to express their kindness and desire to help others. There are so many wonderful charities out there that bring services and programs to people who need them. They do a far better job than government ever could. So I've proposed doubling the provincial tax credit for charitable donations. 
I want you to know that any progressive conservative government I lead will never forget its responsibility to make sure that no one is forgotten or left behind. Last week, <laughs> last week, Tim, echoing an earlier announcement by Randy, called for the Human Rights Tribunal of Ontario to be scrapped. In my view, that would be a mistake. We all know that the Commission and Tribunal are flawed and are venturing into areas where they have no business. And they've been hijacked by groups whose aim is to stifle open debate and free speech. These are abuses that must and will be stopped. But to scrap them all together would hurt those who suffer from real discrimination. I'm talking about discrimination in the workplace, denying people a place to live, sexual harassment, protection for those with disabilities. These are the people this system was meant to help when it was founded by the progressive conservative government of John Robarts in 1962. People who are vulnerable and who lack the means to fight for their rights through the costly legal process. We must return to that original mandate. Premier Robart said, and I quote, there are two principal and closely interrelated purposes. The first is to make secure in law the inalienable rights of every person. And the second is to create a climate of understanding and mutual respect so that every person will be afforded the unhampered opportunity to contribute his maximum to the enrichment of our society, of our province, and our nation. Ladies and gentlemen, surely as a party, we must recognize the dignity and worth of every person and to guarantee equal rights and opportunities without discrimination. But there's another issue here as well. Are we really serious about wanting to win the next election? I know I am. If we take the position that Tim is advocating, it would be a gift to the Liberals, one that they would exploit as ruthlessly as they did the issue of faith-based funding. Why on earth would we want to expose ourselves by plunging recklessly into such a controversial issue? Just like faith-based funding, this is a policy that was made with the short-term goal of winning a leadership campaign. If we're going to beat the Liberals, we have to show better judgment than that. To show I'm serious about winning, I did something different. I launched a tactical campaign plan, the path to victory. It's a detailed, step-by-step -step roadmap to take us from now until October 2011. It's a plan to build the machinery we need to beat the Liberals. As the next leader of the PC Party of Ontario, I will leave no stone unturned to ensure that we are ready to win the next election. I'd be honoured to have your support. Thank you very much. And thank you very much. Our next candidate is Frank Clays. He is the MPP for uh, Newmarket Aurora. He was first elected to the provincial legislature in 1995. He served as Minister of Tourism in 2002. 
He is now caucus chair for the official opposition and critic for both the Ministry of Transportation and the Ministry of Public Infrastructure. Before entering politics, Frank worked in the financial services industry. He is married and has two adult children. Frank Cleese, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Larry. It, uh, as you were doing that introduction, it reminded me uh, of the time that we were in government. And I have to tell you, it's a lot better being in government than being in opposition. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I recalled uh, about two months after losing the election, being on a flight to Ottawa, a young lady was sitting in the aisle across. She kept looking at me, and obviously I thought she recognized me. So I introduced myself. I said, hi, I'm Frank Cleese. She said, you used to be somebody, didn't you? <laughs> and uh, uh, that was uh, one, of those, uh, one of those moments where you realize that people respect the office and they forget about the person pretty quickly. Uh, it actually reminded me of another point uh, when I was uh, reaching for my uh, dose of inspiration, which I always do every morning, the Toronto Star. Um, and this was the day after I made a call in uh, Parliament to the Premier to strike a select committee of the legislature to deal with the economy. Now, this was before the term global recession was even on the radar screen. And I called on the Premier and I said, look, the clouds are gathering. We need a succinct economic plan for the province. And he dismissed it. Well, here is the editorial of that Toronto Star that I picked up, and I could not believe it. There in the editorial of the Toronto Star, an endorsement. They actually used my name. An endorsement of that call for action on the economy. So first time ever that the star aligned with me in 14 years on an idea uh, that I had brought forward. But my friends, against that backdrop, uh, the premier then brought us in a budget uh, in which not only did he not strike an economic plan for our province, but he asked each and every one of us and our children and grandchildren to sign a promissory note for some $14.5 billion of deficit. He then, to make that pain go away, uh, struck us with another $2.5 billion of taxes on 1,000 products and services that have never been taxed before, called the HST. And then, to make us all feel real good, he collected about three, uh, three weeks after that, Ontario's first welfare payment compliments of the federal government because of his great stewardship as leader of our province. My friends, it's against that backdrop that you as party members, by the way, can I see how many people signed up for members of our party? Can I see uh, how many of you signed up for me and wish you... Okay. Sorry about that. I, uh, I didn't see anyone turn their, uh, put their hands down, Tim and uh, Randy and Christine, so I think uh, we're, we've got some momentum happening here. My friends, we need leadership. Uh, the reason that I'm putting myself forward, and I respect my colleagues tremendously. I consider them all three friends, and they bring their own perspective to this race. Here is why I am in this race. I believe that during these difficult economic times, that the premier of this province must have a sense of the real world of business, what it takes to get us out of this recession, and what it takes to unleash the potential 
in this province of its entrepreneurs and its businesses. I have 25 years of business experience before I was elected. I know what it's like to build a business from scratch. I know what it's like to meet a payroll. I know what it's like to create jobs. And I know what it's like to fight government, red tape, and bureaucracy, and I want to change that on behalf of businesses and entrepreneurs in this province. The first step, the first step that we need to take is to reinvigorate a red tape commission that is mandated to cut across every single ministry of this government and strip out the unnecessary red tape and regulatory burden that's suppressing the entrepreneurial spirit and that's keeping our businesses from doing business. And that would be the first step. It will cost government nothing, but I believe it will revive business in this province. Next, I want to do this. I want to change how government works altogether. I am sick and tired of having MPPs muzzled and handcuffed by the leaders of their parties. Under my administration, every single vote in the legislature would be a free vote because if I can't count on the ingenuity and the initiative and the responsibility of individual MPPs, why are they even there? And so I believe that what we will do by allowing individual MPPs once again to do what they were elected to do, and that's to represent their constituents, and to vote according to what they believe is the right thing to do, I believe will remove the cynicism from politics because it's true. We're all alike. We take the marching orders from the chief and then we walk out and we read their, uh, their scripts, not under my leadership. We are going to revive democracy in the province of Ontario and with your help we can do it through the PC party of Ontario. I want to also do this. I want to invigorate our party membership. I believe that policy developed by our party should be developed by the grassroots. In 1991, I went to the floor of our annual general meeting and I moved a constitutional amendment that would require that every single platform piece in our platform as a PC party be developed by the grassroots, vetted by the grassroots, so that there would be no surprises. And when we develop policy that way, we win. And when we don't, we lose. And I don't know about you, but I want to win the next election. And so we will, in fact, develop policy that way. And we will develop policy based on the principles and values that define us as progressive conservatives. On the one hand, fiscal responsibility. That if you have the ability to work and earn an income, you have the responsibility to do and to do that to look after your family. On the other hand, we believe in social responsibility. If there are people in our province who by virtue of disability, health, that they cannot, they cannot look after themselves, we collectively have a responsibility to look after those people. And the balance of fiscal responsibility and social responsibility is what defines us as progressive conservatives. That's the kind of leadership I want to bring to our party. That's the kind of leadership I want to bring to the province. And when we do, we will win. And I look forward to forming the next government of Ontario with your help. Thank you so much.
Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Cleese. I think you were just slightly over seven or eight minutes. <laughs> were you? Was he on time? My clock was wrong. <laughs> well, that's a journalist for you. Well, our next uh, candidate is uh, Tim Hudock. Uh, he is the MPP for uh, Niagara West Glenbrook. And uh, he and his wife uh, and young daughter live in Wellenport. Uh, he has a master's degree in economics. He was first elected to the provincial legislature in 1995 and served as a cabinet minister in both the Mike Harris and Ernie Eves governments. He and his wife, Debbie Hutton, are the parents of a lovely daughter. So it's a pleasure to uh, welcome to our podium, Tim Hudak, the MPP for Niagara West Glanbrook. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Larry, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today. Thanks, members of the Empire Club, Canadian Club, and the Ontario PC Business Association for organizing today's event. My friends, Ontario is on the wrong track. We have lost some 300,000 well-paying manufacturing jobs under the Dalton-McGuinty government. Unemployment is pushing higher and higher and higher still. And the budget deficit is forecasted to be the highest in history, some $14 billion. And who in this room ever would have believed that the mighty province of Ontario would become a have-not province? Friends, I am running for the leadership of the PC Party of Ontario because, like so many Ontarians, I am deeply concerned about Ontario's future under Dalton McGuinty and the Liberal government. I believe Ontario deserves far better. I want to be leader of our party and premier of this province because Ontario families want a premier who is dedicated to working night and day to building a better future than the one being built today. To overcome our problems today and restore Ontario to its rightful place as the powerhouse of economic growth and job creation for middle-class families, I believe we must stay rooted in our party's conservative principles. Departing from those values, as some suggest, is not the way forward. The PC Party of Ontario wins elections when we speak plainly and offer conservative ideas that reflect the values hopes and dreams of middle-class Ontarians. Values like rewarding hard work and ingenuity, support for our families, particularly those raising a young child at home, lower taxes and living within our means, support for the Canadian value of home ownership, respect for the rule of law. That's what's right for Ontario, and that is what will bring the PC Party of Ontario to victory in 2011. I come from the middle class. I am the grandson of immigrants. My grandparents came from then Czechoslovakia to Ontario because they believed that if they worked hard and played by the rules, they'd provide a better future for the children and the grandchildren. 
And because of their sacrifice, I now come from that vast middle class. But that's increasingly not the case for new Canadians in Dalton McGuinty's Ontario. I first ran for office in 1995 because our province was being devastated by a deep recession. And today, just like then, I want to make a difference. As an MPP for almost 14 years, I have concentrated on helping middle-class families by advancing solutions that encourage economic growth and job creation. And in government, I was honored to lead three economic ministries. And while in office, I always made a point of listening and learning. But when the time came to make a decision, I provided the strong leadership necessary to meet the challenges head on. I am proud to have served in a government that led Ontario out of a recession and created one million new jobs. And we achieved this because we put in place a solid plan based on our conservative principles and then we did what we said we were going to do. Throughout this leadership campaign, I have put forward a number of policies that are anchored in those middle class values that stand the test of time, that built our province in the first place and that can renew Ontario today. I am proud to run on a platform of renewing those values and in the process renewing both our party and our province. I'll give you a few examples. I've called for an immediate one-year payroll tax holiday on new hires to encourage job creation. I have set a goal of having the lowest taxes on business investment in all of Canada. I want to end the picking of winning and winners and losers by politicians by scrapping Dalton McGuinty's corporate welfare programs. And I want to strengthen the incentives for individual responsibility and achievement to help the unemployed move from welfare to work. And Ontario's middle class families also value the family itself, particularly those with small children at home. Let's as a party be their voice and do what's right for those middle class families. I propose that we allow each child in the province to start saving for the future by providing them with a $1,000 newborn savings account. I believe we must stop the government from penalizing parents who want to stay at home or work part-time and start allowing income splitting for families with young children. And I want to help home buyers achieve their dreams today with a one-year freeze on the provincial land transfer tax and to help ensure that all children learn to read with a focus on phonics in education and very importantly make economic and financial literacy mandatory in our high school curriculum. At the end of June our party members will face a clear choice for leader among the four people you see before you today. Here's where I stand. We will win if we choose a leader who has the energy to unite our party behind a truly conservative plan for 2011. We do not have to choose between winning elections and running on our conservative principles. In fact, quite the opposite. Together, united and strong, we will focus on economic growth and job creation for middle class families. Together, united and strong, we will defeat Dalton McGuinty's liberals 
in the next election, and together, united and strong, we will turn Ontario around and make it the economic powerhouse in all of Confederation. My friends, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And now our uh, fourth candidate, Randy Hillier. He represents the riding of Lanark, Frontenac, Lennox, and Addington, which is in eastern Ontario, one of the nicest parts of this province. Not that all the parts aren't wonderful, but sometimes eastern Ontario gets forgotten to some, some extent. And I just love that part of the uh, province. Anyway, Randy Hillier, he's a first-time MPP. He calls himself a libertarian. He lives in the town of Perth, is married, and he and his wife have four children. He's an electrician and recently was one of the founders of the Lanark Landowners Association, which was formed to help rural Ontarians in response to what he regards as overregulation. Here's Randy Hillier. Thank you very much, Larry, and uh, thank you all for being here today. It's been an absolute pleasure. This is the first time I've been invited to speak at the Royal uh, York Hotel and on behalf of the um, Empire and Canadian Club, so thank you very much. I want to begin by stating what is probably obvious. I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an academic, and I'm not a career or polished politician. I'm an electrician and I represent the people of Lanark, Frontenac, Lennox, and Addington. And I've also learned that I'm the dark horse in this leadership race for the PC party. Now, over the years, I've been called many things by the paper and press, but this is the first time I've been called the dark horse. So I thought I'd better take a look and just make sure I knew what a dark horse meant. And a dark horse describes a little-known person or thing who emerges into prominence. A dark horse is a racehorse that is unknown and making, making it difficult to place odds on. But I'm in good company. Over the years, there's been a few other dark horse candidates. Presidents Abraham Lincoln, Hayes and Garfield were dark horses, as well as Prime Ministers Winston Churchill and the Iron Lady Margaret Thatcher. So I find myself in good company. But I would say, so if there's any gamblers here in the audience today, don't forget there is a dark horse in the race. And I also remind you that gambling is illegal in Ontario. <laughs> <clears throat> Unless the bookie is at the, a bureaucrat at the OLG. <clears throat> now you might be wondering why any sensible, you might be wondering why any sensible person would want the leadership of the PC party. With our track record lately, it's not been a, an easy job to, to have. Many describe the job as herding cats, and they're right. That's because conservatives are independent, self-reliant, and productive individuals. They need to be harnessed, not herded. You can herd liberals just as you do sheep, but don't try it with conservatives. And that's what the next leader of our party needs to do. 
harness this team of individuals, focus their energies, define their purpose, and motivate their ambitions to succeed. And whoever can do this will be the next Premier of Ontario. We have had many leaders over the years who have tried to herd Conservatives and act as Liberals. They have always failed and they always will. We must learn not to repeat our mistakes. Thomas Edison is said to have done 50,000 experiments trying to invent the light bulb. And at one point his assistant said to him, it's time to stop because after so much work there was still no results. Edison replied to his assistant, yes, we have worked long and hard, but the results are excellent. We have a list of 50,000 things we know that won't work. <laughs> like Edison, Conservatives have a long list of things we know that don't work. But come election time, we often get a severe case of amnesia and develop a split personality we become medicated by the media, like the Toronto Star and others. <clears throat> we get sedated by our backroom advisors. And then our pollsters and focus groups transplant our hearts and our minds, our passion and our reason, and replace it with pragmatism and caution. Let me share you another observation about political advisors, the backrooms backroom boys and girls, they seek to keep candidates hidden from the media. They hand us our briefing notes and hold our hands so we don't trip or stumble. Well, I have no backrooms. My advisors are the forgotten people, the unheard people, the unseen taxpayers, the farmers, the businessmen, fathers and mothers and tradesmen. Chester Bowles, an American writer, said, government is too big and too important to be left in the ha into the hands of politicians, and I agree. Elected representatives must leave the back rooms and take our advice from the kitchen tables. I started my career around the kitchen tables listening, and that's where I still get the best advice. My last observation is this. We believe that the Liberals won the last election, but we're wrong. A party named none of the above got 48% of the vote, and people voted with their feet and chose to stay at home. Half the people did not see any value in voting for the major parties, let alone the minor parties. What happened? A little thing called apathy. It's not a disease. It's what happens when none of the above is on the ballot. It's illustrated by the phrase, liberal, Tory, same old story. It's what happens when politicians are out of sync with mainstream people, but in tune with the mainstream media. The next leader of the PC party must create a party that reflects the view of everyday people, must listen to those forgotten people. We must be unlike the others. We must defeat none of the above, before we can win. The majority of people in Ontario are Conservative by nature, although there's always a few exceptions out there. <clears throat> Some people will never vote for us, because unlike you and I, they like the nanny state. They enjoy the cradle-to-grave government that comforts them.
They're not independent. They're not self-reliant. We know what works for the Conservative Party is also what works for Ontario and Canada. The Conservative Party that protects our freedoms, not with regulations and red tape, but by, by, by abolishing the human rights tribunals and protecting our rights in real courts with real judges, and one that protects freedom of conscience. A Conservative Party that promotes justice and equality for all, not with perks and privileges, but by ending government monopolies. A Conservative Party that listens and hears and acts for everyday people, not just big unions, big bureaucracy, and special interest groups. By eliminating MPAC and placing assessments at the local level and replacing these unfair apprenticeship ratios. A Conservative Party that is full of honesty and is forthright and truthful, not a party of spin, excuses and broken promises. Conservatives have been fearful of building a lasting Conservative Party, but I know that if we build it, they will come. Who will build this party? It is your choice, but I know freedom, justice and democracy are the heavily favoured groups. Thank you. Thank you very much, Randy Hillier. Well, there you have it, uh, the uh, people who are putting themselves forward as potential leaders of the uh, Progressive Conservative Party and indeed potential premiers of Ontario. We thank them very much. And by the way, I wanted to uh, re-emphasize that this particular program has three sponsors, the Empire Club of Canada, the Canadian Club, and the PC Business Association. So thank you to all three of those sponsors. Well, now I suppose it's time for us to uh, sit back, enjoy some good food, some good drink, and to perhaps uh, think about what these candidates had to say. I know that in the years that I covered politics, I actually came up to believe that they are really, really not just important, but people who do want to do what's best for our country. So we thank them all for taking the opportunity to put themselves in front of the public, and uh, we wish them all well. Thank you so much for coming, and enjoy your lunch. I don't want to keep you from your lunch any longer, but I do have some more thank yous to make, and starting with Larry Stout. I'm Helen Burston, the President of the Canadian Club of Toronto, and on behalf of both the Empire Club of Canada and the Canadian Club of Toronto, I want to start by thanking Larry Stout for being our moderator today. Larry, only someone who's as savvy about Canadian politics as you who's been observing and commenting on the political process for as long as you have, could have navigated this session so expertly today. You did it in a way that was balanced, respectful, and insightful. You managed to achieve what the title of this event promised, an, an elegant discourse. Thank you. And to our four candidates, our special thanks for being our guest speakers today, Christine Elliott, Randy Hillier, Tim Hudak, and Frank Cleese. On the eve of your first official debate, I believe it's tomorrow, 
time is about to become a luxury and a very precious commodity that you're not going to have very much of, so at least not for the next little while. So we thank you for taking some of that precious time and sharing it with us today. We're also fortunate to have this sneak preview of what each of you will say and stand for in this leadership campaign. This is a time of tremendous transition for the Progressive Conservative Party in Ontario. The results of this leadership race will have an, a decisive impact on the future of the province. Whoever wins will face some very big challenges and be contending with some very serious issues. As the leader of the party, as leader of the opposition, and potentially as leader of the government, we'll be watching. Thank you and good luck to all of you.